For over 11 years, Little Diva Balloon Decorating has turned events into experiences and celebrations into parties. Let Little Divas worry about making your event the best it can be while you relax and enjoy it. Any event you can imagine, Little Divas can bring it to life. Specializing in balloon sculptures, cake table and doorway arches and more. Get a hold of Little Divas now and make your celebration, reunion or business function one they'll remember. Call 606-791-5616 or visit them on facebook.com forward slash Little Diva Party Decorations and see it for yourself. Little Divas, it's where the memories begin. A production of Sloan Studios. The following may contain strong language and adult situations with depictions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. There are some crimes so unthinkable that looking for the graphic details online would leave even the most hardened true crime follower traumatized. When we think about the suffering of the victims, it's difficult to understand how these sadistic killers went through with it. The details will literally turn your stomach and make you sick. Some of these murders are worse than any horror film that you could ever possibly imagine. I strongly suggest that you take my advice and avoid searching for any of the topics that you are about to hear. But... You should keep in mind, these are all real, and they actually happened. These are the Mountain Mysteries, and this is episode number 61, The Terrible Ten. I will be the last to fall. Over 24% of the 1.9 billion square acres in America alone, the mountains that so many people call home, also play host to some of the most staggering mysteries in the world. The missing. And she said, I knew I wasn't there anymore. The murdered. All my emotions just went blank, just like, just blank. And I still live with that today. I think about that so much today as he was in that water. Strange creatures. Whatever it was that was standing up. I'm out here looking through the window now and I don't see anything. I don't want to go outside. I mean, it was a, nope, we need to get out of town. Unexplained lights and sightings. It does not look like an airplane. They come together and then they separate and they just keep doing this all the time. These stories may be strange. They may be sad. They may be odd. But they are mysterious. These are the Mountain Mysteries, and now your host, Chris Sloan. On our list of the terrible 10, the 10 worst true crime cases that so far we've found, we go back to 2007 with the Petit family. Jennifer Hawk Petit and her two teenage daughters were assaulted and murdered in their Connecticut home. The father, Dr. William Petit, was injured, but managed to escape with his life before the perpetrators burned the house to the ground. 
two paroled burglars identified as Joshua Komisarjevsky and Stephen Hayes targeted a family when Jennifer and her 17-year-old daughter Haley were at the grocery store. They had followed them home and subjected them to brutal torture before killing them. Haley and her 11-year-old sister Michaela died through smoke inhalation as they were tied to their beds, and Jennifer died through strangulation. Details of the crime were shockingly unbearable, as it was revealed police were aware that the family were held as hostages, but had spent too long securing the street rather than entering the home to help the family. Well, as you can imagine, these two pathetic bastards were sentenced to death, but that was later changed to life imprisonment as Connecticut abolished capital punishment in 2012. Number 9. The Murder of Sylvia Likens now, This brutal and vicious murder of a girl named Sylvia Likens still disturbs Indiana more than 50 years later. It was back in 1965 when police officers found the body of 16-year-old Likens laid on a filthy mattress covered in more than 150 burns and cuts. It was clear at first that the young girl had starved to death and uh, she was a little more than skin and bone. But later, it was also found out that she died of a brain hemorrhage and malnutrition. Mother of seven, Gertrude Bansaweski, was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. Lycan's parents had paid Bansaweski $20 a week to care for her and their daughter, Jenny. Instead, Bansaweski allowed her own children to beat Likens and forced her to eat feces. Attorney Natty Bumpo said that a lot of people had compared this to Lord of the Flies, but that was just a bunch of uncontrolled kids in this case. They had an adult supervising what they were doing. It wasn't kids going wild. It was children doing what they were told. Number 8. When Richard Speck entered South Chicago Community Hospital, where he methodically tortured and murdered eight nurses, the state of Chicago changed forever. Now, it was during the hours of July 14, 1966, Speck led the nurses like lambs to the slaughter during an attack that lasted for five hours. Distracted by his own killing spree, Speck didn't realize that one of his hostages had hidden under a bunk bed until the massacre was over. She then jumped from a window and ran for her life. All the victim recalled of Speck was that his tattoo read, Born to Raise Hell. Two days later, the cold-blooded killer arrived at County Cook Hospital following a suicide attempt, and a doctor recognized the tattoo from news reports. The assistant Cook County District Attorney said of the sadistic attacks, Quote, it really was the first random mass murder of the 20th century. It really was the end of an age of innocence. It changed everything. We all became much more conscious of our security. Eight nurses could be slaughtered in their beds for no reason at all by a stranger. End quote. Number seven. Cannibal Armin Muse. It was back in 2001, not that long ago, that Armin Muse from Germany had posted an advertisement on this cannibalism fetish website that was called The Cannibal Cafe. 
In that advertisement, he wrote that he was looking for a well-built 18- to 30-year-old to be slaughtered and then consumed. Many people replied to the advertisement, but all of them got cold feet apart from one. Burned Jurgen Armando Brand You see, throughout his childhood, Muse had fantasized that if he were to eat someone, they would be with him forever so he'd never be lonely again. The videotape Muse made of himself dismembering Brand is... Well, it's sickening to say the least. Muse amputated the victim's penis, and they both attempted to eat it, but it was, quote, too chewy, end quote. Brand then took 20 sleeping pills to kill himself, but this was not a success, and he slowly bled out from the amputation. Muse murdered Brand by slicing his throat and consumed the remains over a period of about 10 months, so what happened to Muse? Well, of course he was captured and sentenced to life in prison after stating to a psychiatrist that his fantasies of devouring people had never subsided. Number 6. Kermit Gosnell's Abortions to call this guy a twisted serial abortionist and killer is like calling the Titanic a boat. Kermit Gosnell performed late-term abortions in his unsanitary and unsafe clinics at the Women's Medical Society in West Philadelphia. He had owned the medical center since around 1979, and complaints about his practice stretched back even further than that. They went decades further back. In 2011, Gosnell was arrested on suspicion of murdering seven different children, babies, infants, who had first survived his initial abortion attempts, but later fell victim to what could only be described as an unspeakable evil. A grand jury heard that Gosnell was not an obstetrician, nor was he a gynecologist, as he had failed to qualify. However, he was charging up to $3,000 for each late-term abortion. His staff members testified against him, detailing how they witnessed infants move or cry after he performed the termination, and after the details of how he then ended their lives, which were very, very distressing. Gosnell was convicted on three counts of first-degree murder, including causing the death of one adult patient one count of involuntary manslaughter, 21 felony counts of illegal late-term abortions, and 211 counts of violating the 24-hour informed consent law. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. These next five will really make your stomach turn. Keep it here for the Mountain Mysteries. For over 11 years, Little Diva Balloon Decorating has turned events into experiences and celebrations into parties. Let Little Divas worry about making your event the best it can be while you relax and enjoy it. Any event you can imagine, Little Divas can bring it to life. Specializing in balloon sculptures, cake table, and doorway arches, and more. Get a hold of Little Divas now and make your celebration, reunion, or business function one they'll remember. Call 606-791-5616 or visit them on Facebook.com forward slash Little Diva Party Decorations and see it for yourself. Little Divas, it's where the memories begin. 
Support the Mountain Mysteries on Patreon and get early access to all episodes. With three tiers, it's easy to choose what you want. Five and ten dollar tiers get you early access, plus free gear, behind the scenes bonus content and more, plus access to interviews that would have wound up on the cutting room floor. Find out links on www.themountainmysteriespodcast.com and on facebook.com forward slash the mountain mysteries. Support the Mountain Mysteries and stay mysterious. They are making a statement that they believe. They believe in things we can't explain. And they believe in the ability of an independent podcast to make a difference and keep the memories of those we've loved and lost alive. You can too. Get your official gear from the Mountain Mysteries. T-shirts, embroidered ball caps, jackets, sweatshirts, and more from the podcast that everyone is talking about. Get yours today at www.themountainmysteriespodcast.com and shop on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Mountain Mysteries and show your support for The Mountain Mysteries. Stay mysterious. We now return to The Mountain Mysteries with your host, Chris Sloan. Number five, Joseph Mengel's Experiment. You may have heard that name before. Joseph Mengel? Well, he was a twisted Nazi doctor. And he was known for his sinister medical experiments during the Second World War. Most of them involved a horrific treatment of twins. In 1943 at Auschwitz, Mengel selected children for his deadly experiments. Renate Gutmann was a twin and a Mengel survivor. In a haunting account, she said, quote, I was separated from my brother and mother and taken to a hospital where I was measured and x-rayed. Blood was taken from my neck. Once, I was strapped to a table and cut with a knife. I got injections that made me throw up and have diarrhea. While ill in the hospital after an injection, guards came in to take the sick to be killed. End quote. The total victim count from Mingle is actually unknown, but witnesses revealed that Mingle killed as many as at least 14 twins in just one night through injecting chloroform into their hearts. Now, after the war, he evaded prosecution by escaping to South Africa, where he died from a stroke at the age of 67. That was in 1979. Number four, the Toy Box Killer's Torture Room. Some of you may have heard of him. Some of you may have not. His real name was David Ray Parker. He became known as the Toy Box Killer following the chilling discovery of his sadistic torture chamber in 1999. It's estimated that he kidnapped, tortured, and murdered up to 60 victims in New Mexico. A lot of the bodies were never recovered as they were dismembered and dumped in different undisclosed locations. His final intended victim, luckily, managed to escape with her life after three days of an unimaginable torture and hell. When police officers came to the scene, they discovered something that shocked them. This guy had created a soundproof truck trailer that was equipped for one purpose, torturing victims. It contained various surgical instruments and a gynecology table with restraints. 
Parker also made recordings of his victim's torture. He showed no remorse for his crimes whatsoever, explaining, and I quote, It was a source of entertainment for me to create these tapes. End quote. Yeah. There was no justice for his victims, though, because Parker died of a heart attack in 2002 before he could ever begin to serve that 223-year prison sentence. Number three, Albert Fish's letter. Albert Fish. Never heard of him? Well, let us enlighten you. He was a sick and demented and twisted individual who loved to prey upon young children in the state of New York. The sadistic child torturer and murderer bragged that he had children in every state. In 1936, he was executed for the murders of 10-year-old Grace Budd, 9-year-old Francis McDonald, and 4-year-old Billy Gaffney. The details of the murders are only for those with a strong stomach, as Fish also talked about in detail how he cannibalized the remains. Fish also sent a twisted letter to the mother of Grace Budd just to add to her suffering. He wrote to her, quote, I grabbed her and she said she would tell her mama. First, I stripped her naked. Oh, how did she kick, bite, and scratch. Then I choked her to death and cut her into small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms, cook it, and then eat it. How sweet and tender her little ass was, roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. End quote. I'm going to be honest with you, I got sick reading that. He is remembered as one of the most evil serial killers in history. And if hell stokes its hottest fires for people like this, he is surely in that level. Number two, the Hi-Fi Murders. Well, these killings took place in 1974, and they are still shocking today. You see, there were three men identified as Del Selby, William Andrews, and Keith Roberts. They walked in to the Hi-Fi shop in Ogden just before closing time. Now, this was like a electronics store, stereos, and you get the idea. They then held store workers, 20-year-old Stanley Walker and 18-year-old Michelle Ansley hostage in the basement before they robbed the place. But later, 16-year-old Byron Nasbitt entered the store as he was running errands and was also taken hostage. Both Byron's mother, Carol Peterson Nasbitt, and Stanley's father, Oren Walker, came in at the store to look for their kids, and they suffered the same fate. What happened next is something that not even the great horror masters themselves could put pen to paper and come up with in their own imagination. It involved the hostages being forced to drink a corrosive liquid that caused their lips, tongues, and throats to burn and the flesh to peel away from their skin. 
The hours of torture also included the use of a ballpoint pen as a weapon, and three of the hostages were shot dead. The two surviving victims, which were Oren Welker and Byron Nasbitt, sustained permanent life-changing injuries. The twisted killers were executed by lethal injection, all except for Keith Roberts, who was charged with aggravated robbery and sentenced to life in prison. Number 1 The Toolbox Killers Recording Now, you heard about the Toolbox Killers earlier in this episode, but let's talk about the recordings. It left people with nightmares. Lawrence Bittaker and Roy Norris were a depraved serial-killing duo who murdered five girls by the most evil, sinister, and vicious means possible. The victims, who were between the ages of 13 and 18, had been kidnapped on the highways of Southern California over a period of five months. This happened back in 1979. The killers used an ice pick, screwdriver, vice grips, and pliers to subject them to the worst kind of physical pain that they could possibly imagine. But on top of that, they also recorded the screams of their victims. Retired Los Angeles County Deputy District Attorney, the same one that prosecuted the killers, says that he was haunted for years with nightmares by the evidence, years after the trial. He said that he would hear the girls screaming and he was running, trying to get to them. But each time it was too late. The toolbox killers have sat on death row for decades behind bars. One of them, Lawrence Bittaker, said that, quote, I happen to have got lucky and got one of the most liberal judges I could have. They don't seem to be in any hurry and I'm not either, since I don't have much coming. It wasn't exactly a fair trial, but... I deserve to be here, so I can't complain. I hope that you'll like and subscribe to The Mountain Mysteries and give us five stars on Apple. Leave a review. And please, if you can, support us on Patreon or with one-time donations. Uh, You can find us on Spotify and just about anywhere podcasts are found. Don't miss the gatherings each Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash The Mountain Mysteries. You can also find it on other Facebook pages, including uh, Chris Sloan On Air or my personal Facebook page, Chris Sloan. We're also on YouTube. Look under The Mountain Mysteries. You'll find the gatherings there each Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Follow The Mountain Mysteries on Facebook.com forward slash The Mountain Mysteries. On Instagram at Instagram.com forward slash The Mountain Mysteries. And support us on Patreon. Links are on the homepage, www.themountainmysteriespodcast.com. Stay mysterious. If you enjoy The Mountain Mysteries, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. That helps us so much. You can also help support The Mountain Mysteries by visiting our sponsors, whose links are below or by donating at Patreon or the PayPal link shown in the notes. Patreon subscribers will receive early commercial-free episodes and more.
production of Sloan Studios. Stay mysterious. 